It's now time for the Billy C Show. Part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calajor, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Or give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's for an authentic Italian meal. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week boxing channel. That's right, you heard it right. Uh, Billy C. Boxing TV uh, is available through Ginico USA. It's uh, on all the major streaming uh, services like uh, Roku, etc., etc. Just visit GinecoUSA.com and sign up today for free. Ginico, G-I-N-I-K-O, USA.com. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by the Southern Gourmet Spice Company. Uh, get yourself a bottle of Kenny Bears and their two new uh, products. Uh, my new favorite, their uh, Cajun, Black and Cajun Spice. Uh, and, of course, there are all-purpose seasoned salt. Visit southerngourmetspice.com. Demand the Billy C. discount when you place your order. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by the Title Bout Championship computer game. Uh, that's right. That's a, It's a great game. It's a simulation game. And today's show, we're going to be talking uh, a lot about the game because we are going to uh, uh, put what I think the three biggest heavyweight uh, fights uh, that could be made today. Uh, we're going to uh, reach out with, uh, to Alex Papali and, and see how the title bout game uh, matched up with uh, the fights. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury, the biggest fight in the heavyweight division. Uh, see how the computer, we'll discuss it, how we think it's going to go. Uh, we'll see how the computer system uh, generates uh, those fights as well, including uh, we're going to also throw in there Anthony Joshua against Deontay Wilder. That was the previous biggest fight that could be made until Fury uh, beat the snot out of uh, uh, Deontay twice, actually. Uh, and then for good uh, measures, we're going to match up uh, Deontay Wilder against Andy Ruiz Jr., which is what I think is a, not only a good matchup, but I think it should be the next fight. Uh, for uh, Deontay. So stay tuned for that. Uh, get yourself a copy of the Title Bout Championship computer game really easily. Just visit our website, BillyCBoxing.com. And finally, today's show being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino from Bondage to Better Man of the Planet, is available right now. We're all good books are sold. You can get a copy right now. Right now. While you're watching or listening to this show, just visit BarnesandNoble.com or Amazon.com. Want a signed copy? Drop me an email. Billy at Talkin boxing t-a-l-k-i-n-b-o-x-i-n-g.com or just click the book on billycboxing.com and order your copy today um 
Like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, those three fights, big fights, uh, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder, Andy Ruiz Jr. Uh, we'll discuss uh, how we feel they're going to go. And we're going to give you the results of the simulation uh, of those fights as the computer sees it. The title belt championship computer game is great uh, for that kind of stuff. We love it. And uh, we'll get Alex on here in a few minutes to uh, uh, tell us how the computer uh, went through. But uh, uh, just to get started, I, I want to uh, just mention, you know, we haven't done the show um, because of the coronavirus pandemic that's going on. Uh, uh, it's a, a horrific thing worldwide. I, I do want to make one statement about it. I, I do, although there are deaths, a lot of deaths that have been associated with it, I think the panic uh, is, is becoming worse than uh, the, the disease, they're calling it a disease, virus, whatever, is itself. It's true that people that have underlying conditions like, you know, being elderly, and I'm talking about, you know, beyond 75, uh, with other conditions like uh, diabetes or, or more importantly, respiratory issues, uh, kidney problems, etc., are more susceptible. And it's uh, obviously uh, serious, although there have been cases where young people have, have passed too. It, it's something that um, we've never really faced before in this magnitude uh, one thing I think it, it, it really shows us, um, as far as the United States is concerned, is how unprepared we really were for something like this. Um, not only from this respect of a, of a virus, regardless of its origin, but how about, you know, we're always talking about, <clears throat> it's, it's a nasty uh, conversation, but we're always talking about, you know, uh, uh, war with, with other uh, countries or what have you, and, and what seems to rise to the top is nuclear uh, war, um, which is, you know, everyone fears that. Uh, but what about a chemical war? What about something that uh, would unleash a, a virus like this? And, and, and don't misread what I'm saying. I'm not suggesting that's what happened here. I'm just saying from a preparedness point of view, it seems that we were very unprepared, and that's alarming to me. Um, you know, yes, now we're scrambling, and, and all of the, the healthcare workers, they're our front line, uh, doing a fantastic job. I, I want to thank them. Uh, but uh, hang in there. Uh, as a world, as a society, and I'm not just going to put the United States here. I'm going to talk about it as a worldwide society. Uh, we're, we're a tough bunch, and uh, we'll get through this, I think, mentally. Uh, the most important thing is everybody to uh, to try to stay calm, you know, stay calm. <laughs> uh, sports world has been put on hold due to the coronavirus. Boxing is no different. Uh, all of the fights that have been scheduled in April uh, have been canceled. And there's some big fights that uh, were scheduled for early May uh, that are also uh, uh, in jeopardy. Um they're already talking about a Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder uh, third fight that uh, Deontay Wilder had the option. Uh, both sides have said they wanted it. Both sides, uh, basically, it seems that uh, Tyson Fury's side is going with whatever uh, Wilder's team wants. Team Wilder wants that fight immediately, wants it to be their next fight. Um, it was planned uh, to take place on July 18th. Uh, but has already 
according to uh, Bob Arum and Top Rank, has already been pushed back uh, to sometime uh, in uh, uh, projection of uh, sometime in, in October, um, which means uh, theoretically both fighters will not fight until then, uh, which is one of the reasons I, we're going to be discussing what we're talking about. Um, some other fights... Uh, that may be uh, delayed, and, and I can't recall, telling you the truth, as I'm going live here now, if AJ's fight with Kubat Pulov has, in, has uh, been put off, it uh, is scheduled for June 20th. There has been discussion about it being uh, performed with uh, in front of a TV-based audience only. Uh, Pulov is like, I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I'd fight him, you know. Uh, Anthony Joshua... Uh, and Cuba Pulov uh, possibly uh, delayed uh, a fight that was set for May 23rd. Uh, Alexander Yusik, uh, his second fight in the heavyweight division, a real one in my opinion against uh, Derek Chisora, is uh, tentatively set for May 23rd. That fight uh, has not been um, canceled as of yet. Um, meanwhile, back in the Anthony Joshua camp, uh, we have, um, you know, uh, uh, Eddie Hearn still discussing the possible showdown uh, between uh, his fighter, Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury, which is really uh, the biggest fight in boxing right now. And uh, it should uh, uh, definitely be made, in, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, you know, they're saying, hey, we'll fight in December. Um, you know, no problem. Uh, you know, let's let's make it happen. That's providing they both get a fight uh, in the meantime, uh, which uh, we'll have to wait and, and see. Uh, Eddie Hearn was quoted as saying, uh, right now our plan is to fight Pulov in June or July. Uh, they may push that one back, depending upon the coronavirus and how things can get under control uh, between now and the next month or so. Uh, because remember, the gyms are closed. So unless these guys are training privately, um, you know, the training and, and preparation is, is uh, in doubt. Um, anyway, uh, Hearn said, right now our plan is to fight Pulov in June or July, then fight Fury or whoever holds the WBC belt that time. He left that in there just in case Deontay uh, could uh, uh, turn the tables on Fury uh, in the third fight. Uh, most people believe uh, Tyson Fury won the first fight despite being dropped twice. Personally, I, I believe so as well. Um, and the second fight is a no-brainer. Uh, you know, Wilder just got his ass kicked. Uh, but anyway, he says, if the Pula fight can't take place, we may end up seeing Fury fight, uh, the, the Fury fight happen later in the year. It wouldn't be ideal for Anthony uh, boxing in December to have been out for a whole year going into a fight like that, but I don't think he'd have a problem with it. Um... You know, uh, we'll see what uh, what happens with uh, with that. Um, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm getting a question. I, I got some stuff here. We're listen. If you're watching on our uh, Facebook feed, I appreciate it. We have uh, several accounts that are pointing to it. Um, but uh, if you go to the YouTube uh, feed, it's it's a it's a better quality one. Just FYI. Uh, but do what you want. Anyway, I got uh, Vito asking me, who will Manny Pacquiao's next opponent be? Um, well, it won't be the coronavirus virus, Vito, because uh, he was tested. 
and uh, came up negative. Um, Manny Pacquiao, you know, there's only one fight I think Manny Pacquiao has to take, really, and should should fight, and that is against Floyd. Um, there's nothing else for Manny to prove. In my opinion, he's already above Floyd Mayweather in the all-time great list. Um, yes, Floyd beat him, uh, but, uh, but Manny has fought more um, w- meaningful fights, in my opinion, against, you know, uh, better opposition throughout his career. But specifically, these last couple of fights, his win over uh, Keith Thurman, uh, who many regarded as the best uh, welterweight, uh, really put it in perspective. Now everybody wants to fight uh, Manny Pacquiao, but he's still 40 years old, and, and so is Floyd. A Floyd fight between Manny uh, against Manny would be the e- most even fight of for the two guys. Yeah, Floyd's talking about fighting another UFC guy. You know, is that that's just that's WWE type stuff. Let's be real. Floyd's Floyd's a big mouth. He's a bully. He doesn't want to fight anybody. He doesn't challenge himself. But can't fault him for sitting back and making 10, 20 million dollars uh, for fighting an easy fight, a sparring session if you will. I give him credit for that. Uh, but, you know, a real fight in a boxing ring against a formidable foe. Uh, Manny Pacquiao against Floyd Mayweather is, is for both of those guys. It's the only fight I'd like to see. I'd, um, you know, Floyd's involved with some other business ventures that are doing very well. You know, so really, what what does Floyd need to come back for? And quite honestly, Manny doesn't need to either. So, uh, in my opinion, those two against each other uh, really are the only uh, uh, only ones. But uh, uh, Vito saying he's, uh, um, you know, could be. Uh, fighting a guy like uh, Mikey Garcia, um, but uh, you know, and, and that's a good fight. But again, Manny, what does he have to prove? You know, it's it's a better feather in the cap of Mikey Garcia uh, than uh, than what uh, Manny could achieve by winning. But uh, I got my man Alex, who uh, we're going to be getting on here in a couple of minutes. Uh, I know he's up. I know he's uh, awake. Which uh, he gave me the signal. He gave me the thumbs up signal that he's, uh, you know, got all the uh, sand out of his eyes and stuff. But uh, a fight that I was really looking forward to: um, Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce uh, had been scheduled, um, and uh, the fight was canceled. Um, uh, you know, I, that was a fight, and and this is why I maintain my opinion that. Uh, the Brits carry the sport of professional boxing on their backs. Um, you know, the fan base in England seems to be, I, I mean, don't take this wrong, man. I, I'm an American, uh, but uh, the Brits, uh, they're more knowledgeable uh, in, in boxing. They're more pure boxing fans than, than most uh, American uh, fans. And, and I say most American fans, and I hate to single it out, and it's not like I'm prejudiced, but a lot of the younger fans in, in the United States are just off their, they're off their crazy noggins. Uh, they just, uh, they don't know the sport, uh, but they talk and act like they do. And um, this is where, I mean, the older uh, boxing fans here in the States are, are knowledgeable if, they've, if they're old enough to have witnessed uh, fights uh, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, and even even prior, uh, then I, I think that they uh, 
uh, are clearly knowledgeable, and most of those fans also know uh, uh, boxing from a historical perspective. Um, a lot of the younger fans here in the states don't. Uh, they go by what they see uh, on, uh, you know, uh, PR type stuff, and uh, they're they're very easily swayed. And and like I've said many many times before on this very show, that today's boxing fan is a boxer fan. Um, what the sport needs is boxing fans. Other sports like football, baseball, basketball, whatever. Um, you could be a lifelong team. Look at me. I'm, I happen to be wearing uh, my pathetic team's uh, a sweatshirt this morning. Um, but I've been a loyal Jets fan since I'm eight years old. Uh, unfortunately, my kids and grandkids, they're all Jet fans because of me too. But that's something that you're. I'm a fan of the team. It doesn't matter who's on the team, but they're my team. In boxing, um, you have to kind of be a fan of the sport. Um, yeah, you have your favorite fighters and, and the ones you're rooting for and stuff, but, but you have to be a fan of the sport. Um, and, and I think today a, a lot of the fans are boxer fans. A great example is the aforementioned Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather has a, a, a gazillion fans. Some of them love him. Some of them hate him, but they're still his fan. And, you know, he leaves the sport. My fear is, which he has, theoretically, uh, my fear is that we lose those so-called fans. Uh, same thing with uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, etc. Uh, but England, uh, you know, they, they're not brainwashed. They don't devalue a fighter should they lose. And when you see two fighters like Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce going at it, it, it really puts it in perspective because those two type fighters, young fighters um, who are, uh, uh, you know, on the way up um, and both undefeated, uh, both heavyweights, um, in, in the States, you, you don't see those fights. Uh, a great example is, you know, uh, Deontay Wilder going across the pond to fight Anthony Joshua. Or, uh, you know, even to if it wasn't for Tyson Fury, he probably wouldn't have fought him either. You know, don't believe that Anthony Joshua's afraid to fight Deontay. Nobody's afraid to fight Deontay. Nobody's afraid of him. They're afraid to have him be exposed like he was against Tyson Fury. Now, Tyson Fury happens to be a great boxer, but uh, nonetheless, some other fights uh, that may be in danger that haven't officially been canceled yet, at least me going into the show, it could have very well have been canceled during the show or prior to it that I just didn't get to feed. But Dillian White against Alexander Povetkin. Last I knew, uh, both of those fighters were training in private. Uh, so uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. Um, you know, Josh Taylor, uh, his fight in Scotland is uh, against uh, Kong Song is uh, uh, in jeopardy. Um, the fight that has never been announced officially, uh, Canelo Alvarez against Billy Joe Saunders, which was scheduled for Cinco de Mayo, May, May 2nd weekend, that's most likely not going to happen. But some good news on the Canelo front, um, it was announced that uh, 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 at least uh, by several sources that Canelo Alvarez and Triple G have agreed to fight their third fight, which we all were hoping was going to happen. But I guess enough time has passed and Triple G hasn't been active enough and he's aged enough for uh, Canelo to, to step in the ring with him. And they're pushing that off. They, they can't project it any sooner than September. So depending upon the coronavirus and how uh, 
uh, severe that becomes, uh, or uh, we know it's severe now, if it becomes less severe over the next uh, several weeks, months, whatever, uh, will determine if that is their next fight, uh, both of the fighters. So we'll have to uh, wait and see. Uh, my man Vito is uh, very interactive with the show, and I want to appreciate. I want to uh, show him my appreciation. I appreciate it. Uh, he wants to know when will Ryan Garcia fight Jorge Linares. Uh, you know, Ryan Garcia is very uh, confident in himself. I-, I think that his mouth has put him in a position where he is going to get a big fight against a guy like Linares, or 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 even uh, you know the fight that uh, they're trying to. Um, really uh, get going is is Javante Davis, Tank Davis. Uh, those two have been going at it uh, in uh, uh, in the media or press or or whatever you want to um, uh, hap you know mention. Um, you know we're uh, uh, we're I I think there's a there may be an issue going on with our uh, chat room on the uh, YouTube stream. If you are watching on YouTube, if you could just put a chat in there to let us know that it's working, I would uh, appreciate it. But uh, in any event, that's what we got uh, going on. And and one of the things that uh, I did want to uh, talk about today uh, was uh, simply the fact that there are some big fights that um, could happen. And um, hopefully uh, they will uh, sooner than later. I want to give a shout out to a couple of our uh, members of this team. Uh, one is, uh, of course, my man Sal Rocky Senecola, uh, who uh, uh, we were hoping we could get on today, uh, but uh, uh, it looks like I, I can't uh, connect with him. And uh, my man Dax, my man Dax is uh, actually under the weather, and uh, I wish a speedy return uh, to both of those guys, uh, not only to the show, but to. Uh, uh, the rest of the world uh, as quickly as they can. Uh, speaking of the rest of the world, if you haven't gotten yourself uh, an order of uh, 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 Kenny Bears, uh, get yourself a, a, a bottle uh, today of uh, of the Kenny Bears uh, Southern, the Kenny Bears uh, All Purpose Salt, and of course, um, I'm having some trouble with that uh, with that file, but. Uh, uh, the Kenny Bears All-Purpose Salt and the Cajun, the two newest. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, All-Purpose Barbecue Rub, uh, the, the actual Kenny Bears. Just visit uh, southerngourmetspice.com uh, for uh, for all that information. That's strange. But uh, anyway, joining us right now, and I hope he's not too strange, is uh, my man Alex Papali. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Billy C. How are you? Uh, I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing well. I'm corona-fee as far as I know. How about yourself? Uh, so far, yeah, so far I, I am. Um, well, that's that's good. That's good. Have you been outside? <laughs> yeah, I I've been I've gone out probably uh, you know once a day or so just to take some walks and stuff. But um, I did uh, some grocery shopping for my mother yesterday, and um, and then after I. Uh, you know, helped her unpack everything, and then I got home, and then a little while later, I was talking to my brother in Chicago, and he said, "Oh, did you see the video of what you're supposed to do to uh, clean off your groceries?" And I said, "No." So he sent it to me, and you're supposed to treat this stuff kind of like it's glitter, and so you kind of there's ways to clean off all your groceries as you bring them into the house. And I said, "Oh, basically, so you're saying I killed mom." <laughs> <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) because I didn't do any of that. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, like one of the things, I guess it kind of is like the thing. Remember that uh, John Carpenter movie with Kurt Russell? Yeah, Um, that was the remake. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, He uh, it it, this thing, it, it it it's not alive. It's uh, not a bacteria. That's why antibacterial doesn't work. Um, that's why just hot, soapy water works. Because I guess basically it's just a little bit of DNA with like a lipid layer. And that lipid layer can be destroyed by hot water and, um, and uh, soap but, uh, and, or alcohol. That's why antibacterial doesn't work because it's not really alive in the first place. I knew it. I knew the alcohol would help. I haven't stopped drinking since this came out, man. So, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, hey, uh, let's talk real quick about the announcement. Uh, and this could be, this is not exactly like it happened yesterday. I've been uh, compiling uh, what little news I, I, could, I could grab um, on boxing. I mean, it's, it's amazing uh, how much the sports world is, is shut down. But uh, Canelo Alvarez and Triple G... Uh, allegedly have signed a uh, contract to uh, fight uh, potentially in September. But the third fight is signed, sealed, and delivered. Don't know any um, aspects of it in terms of financial, etc. But it's tentatively scheduled for September 12th in Las Vegas. Um, you know, we've talked about this uh, third matchup for, for a long time. And I still kind of feel the same way, Alex. Um, I, I believe that, I mean, Canelo had come on and he said it a lot. I mean, we, we heard him when the last time we were in Vegas and, um, you know, for, for his fight uh, against Kovalev. But, you know, he said, ah, there's no reason. There's no reason. I beat him two times. I beat him two times. And, and that's his version of it. Many of the fans believe the complete opposite, that he actually lost uh, as much as two times uh, to him, uh, but definitely once. Um, the question I have for you is this, you know, the, the argument that we've all had over this potential third fight or even the second fight and even the first fight, if you got, I mean, that's how far you got to go back that Canelo was waiting and, and made triple G wait too long. They've done a, a great job at number one, keeping him out of the ring so he could anticipate his fight with him, which is the worst thing that ha- we've seen it you know, with Triple G, that his inactivity is actually worse than his age. And then the age is the second part, you know, where he's starting to age. Canelo is getting bigger, stronger, could arguably be at his peak right now. And now he says, okay, I'll beat him up for a third time. Is that what's going to happen? Does Triple G, in your opinion, have a shot at this third fight? I mean, what's your thoughts of them finally fighting, uh, but not until uh, the fall of this year? Um, I definitely think that uh, Triple G has a shot. Uh, you're absolutely right. I think that uh, that's the thing about uh, Canelo that really um, you got to give his whole team credit um, more than just him personally because they've been really, really excellent at making the right matchups at the right time. And you're right. I think that at this point now um, – I definitely favor Canelo quite a bit uh, in this third fight. However, I think the third fight needs to happen. I'm very happy that it will happen if, you know, if uh, we flatten the curve by then. Um, because uh, I do think that um, there's unfinished business 
there. Uh, I personally think that Golovkin won the first fight. The second fight, I thought uh, Canelo had won. But then when I looked at my scorecard, it was even. Um, So, yeah, to me, um, I do want to see a third fight very much. And uh, um, that would be a good thing. But I think you're right. I think that uh, you definitely have to look at Canelo as um, having almost matured past uh, Golovkin because of Golovkin's age and just the wear and tear on him. Uh, the layoff is not going to be good. I can't imagine that this is good for any fighter, what's happening right now, because um, we know activity is so important, and even sparring uh, is probably difficult because you need a multitude of people uh, there just to be safe. Um, you know, it's probably over five people, uh, and that's the thing in our state. Play, uh, gatherings of over five are, you know, are strongly uh, recommended against. So I I don't know what fighters are doing at this point. I mean, a lot of people are just working out at home. Was that Uh, a sniffle? Did I just hear a sniffle? Are you sniffling? (laughs) You don't have a call, do you? Get away from that microphone. It's a a 12-inch microphone uh, uh, distance rule that we have. Um, Because just in in case it can be transmitted over the airwaves, I I just want to play it safe. Nothing personal. You know, I mean, I'm definitely not coming over for lunch today after hearing (laughs) how you handle the food. But uh, but anyway, no, I I shouldn't. You know, we shouldn't make light of it. It is a serious thing. But um, like many of the experts say, I think the fear uh, is worse than than the virus itself. You know, I mean, unless you have underlying conditions that would uh uh you know uh make it uh, accelerate quicker or whatever uh just everybody relax you know i mean i think the fear is is worse but uh, uh anyway yeah i i, I hope it, it goes through I, I agree with you they waited too long I, you know is that a good thing is that a is that a smart move you know probably for canelo is it a great move for boxing absolutely not yeah, you're right, and I, and I think that um, it, it the thing about it is that it definitely is um, it's something that b- boxing fans need. Uh, I, and I think I don't know if um, if you watched uh, a, uh, Showtime replayed the uh, three the first three Marquez Vasquez fights last night, and it just they're they're just spectacular fights. There was a fourth, of course, but the fourth, you know, was. Uh, was once they were both kind of shot and Vasquez was more shot um, and they didn't show the fourth, which I, I kind of thought they should because that's part of the story. But um, uh, it, it just reminded me how important rivalries are and uh, how great uh, fight series are. Um, and that's one of the things that so, was so great about the first two Canelo Golovkin fights is they were tremendous the second fight was even better than the first one. Uh, so, yeah, it's one of those things where uh, boxing's the only only sport where, uh, you know, you have a great sequel and you say, yeah, I don't want to do a third. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's unfortunate sometimes, you know. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not, like you're saying. But, all right, let's talk. We wanted to do some potential match- matchups with, in my opinion, the three best heavyweight fights, at least with the guys at the top. 
Um, you had a great suggestion the other day, and, and I, I called you on it. So let's get started. First and foremost, Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury. It is the big fight that everyone wants to see. Uh, right now, according to the computer, Anthony Joshua is rated number one, and Tyson Fury is rated number two. I, you know, as much of a fan I am of, of Anthony Joshua, and I do believe that he was the best heavyweight out there, I kind of think that Tyson Fury should be regarded as the number one. And the reason why uh, is simple. He had a unification fight, in a sense, in the heavyweight division. He beat Deontay Wilder, in my opinion, twice. Uh, he did get the draw in the first one officially, but uh, many of us believe he won that fight. Um, I am not much for that linear imaginary title, but he did have it, uh, okay? And um, he beat Deontay Wilder. And in the way he beat Deontay Wilder in the second fight uh, versus the way Anthony Joshua beat Andy Ruiz, who had upset him by knockout in their previous fight, and then the rematch was a lopsided uh, decision win for Anthony Joshua, I kind of lean and go against the computer in this case and think that Tyson Fury should be number one and Anthony Joshua number two. Before we go further, do you what do you think as far as the rankings of number one and number two? It does consist of those two guys, right? Yes, I, I absolutely agree with you. I would say Fury uh, is the best heavyweight in the world right now. He's the heavyweight champion. Um, you know, I guess you, you kind of have to make the argument that Joshua also holds significant amounts of titles because, yeah, in terms of the linear title, he had kind of given it up by retiring. Um, so uh, it's sort of, there, you know, it's sort of a, a dot, dot, dot. Uh, not, yes, beating the best heavyweight in the world certainly uh, makes you the man who beat the man, but. Uh, you're right. I, I would still keep Anthony Joshua as number two, and um, that's why a fight between them we'd, we'd love to see because, um, you know, the, I, I think it's very clear that uh, uh, he's – there's unfinished business there, and, and especially since they're both from the same country. I think that that really makes you uh, really want to see them. Uh, they're not – they're not the two best heavyweights in the world. They're they're not even. You can't even argue who's the best in the country. So you know you got to. Uh, we got to see them fight. So when I look at this fight, and you know I I, I look at it to say you know who do I think is going to win? Well, in my opinion, you know first and foremost Tyson Fury. What does he do? Well, he's like you said. He he's he's probably the best boxer. Uh, in the heavyweight division um, he knows how to move he's very elusive defensively he's he's there he's intelligent in the ring um, he's intelligent outside of the ring he can win the the mental uh, war uh, both in and out of the ring um, he seems to uh, be able to make adjustments I think at least it seems so um, you know he he the thing with Tyson Fury is, and I've been a Tyson Fury fan for a long time, actually since his second fight. I've not missed any of his fights. And I've seen him get better. In the beginning, he had a tendency to work his jab from his waist up. And it was weird because he, he was so much bigger than his opposition that he wasn't delivering his jab 
conventionally, the, the way he kind of does now, and he, and he improved. And as his opponents started getting better and bigger, he had to improve. Otherwise, uh, he wouldn't have you know been as successful a, a, as he is. The knock on him, in my opinion, is that his chin is suspect. I, yes, he got up from the bomb from Deontay Wilder, but his chin is subject, suspect. I can't go any further than USS Steve Cunningham rocking him with an uppercut. That image just can't leave my mind. Um, was he in a bad spot? Was he was he still learning? All these things could you know could answer why he he got rocked. But he got rocked. Um, you know, Anthony Joshua has a suspect chin. He was knocked out. He was knocked down a, a gazillion times and knocked out by Andy Ruiz. He's been dropped in sparring. So they both have weak chins. Anthony Joshua can box. He can clearly box. Um, but his defensive skills are not as good as Tyson Fury. They're the same size, right? Um, I think that as, as far as boxing skill... I have to lean towards Anthony Joshua. I think his boxing skill, not defensive skill, so I'm not looking at the whole picture yet, but just from a boxing perspective, I think his skill set is better. He throws better jabs. He's snappier with his punches. He's got more power. Um, the thing with, with Anthony Joshua is he's at his best when he's fighting guys that are equal to his size and height, um, something that Tyson Fury will be. Um, when he fights smaller guys and he's punching down, he, he seems to not have perfected that, which Tyson Fury has. Um, so so I, I, I believe, before I give my, my prediction, um, I, I believe it's, it is an evenly matched fight, Alex. So before you give us the simulation results, what's your thoughts of the matchup between the two men? Um, well, you know that I think that Tyson Fury uh, is very talented and is the thing that I like about him the most is that he's showing that um, he's a better fighter, one, now than he was, um, you know, back when we first started hearing about him. Uh, it, it's amazing. He's better now than he was when he beat Klitschko. Um, at least that's my opinion. Uh, and I... I do think that um, Joshua, for a while, I thought Joshua was the tops in the division. But I think that we've seen that um, there's flaws in Joshua. And I do think that the thing that Tyson Fury shows is that, like a lot of great fighters, he can do anything. Uh, it's a matter, he can be the puncher, he could be elusive, uh, he can walk you down. I mean, that's the thing about uh, what he did in that in the rematch with Wilder that was so impressive to me was that um, he uh, he he knew he could knock this guy out and he went and did it. And he did the thing that we want fighters to do in rematches, or at least one of the things if you don't. There's there's two things that can happen in, in rematches. Usually either the fighter who lost the first fight gets revenge or the fighter who won the first fight wins it more emphatically. And I thought uh, Fury was, you know, got a raw deal of a bad decision the first time. And so what what could he possibly do uh, to make everybody see, you know, I'm the class of the division is uh, stop Wilder. And that's what he did. Now, the thing about it that's... Uh, in, in, to compare the two of them, I mean, look at Anthony Joshua when he had the chance 
to try to redeem himself against Andy Ruiz, he chose the much more cautious uh, route. Now, the two of them, they're different kinds of fighters. And you're right that um, they, in terms of size, uh, this it would be the biggest guy, I think, that Tyson Fury's ever faced. So that will be interesting. And uh, Joshua hits very hard. But one of the things that uh, I think uh, Springs Toledo, the writer, uh, had said, uh, I had talked to him up in uh, Canastota back in June, right after Ruiz had stopped Joshua. And one of the things he described Josh, Joshua is Joshua doesn't really punch. He pushes timber because his arms and muscularity is so big that, yeah, he doesn't really snap the shots out there. Um, I don't know. I would like – I think I would lean towards Fury um, being able to win. But uh, I, I don't know what it would look like, you know. Um that's the thing about Joshua is that he um, the chin I think is a question too uh, so I don't know I, but I would lean towards Fury well I uh, I think I know people are going to disagree with me but I, I think that for, first of all Fury looked great I agree with you Fury looked great um, uh, against Deontay Wilder Deontay Wilder we've talked about it and he's proven it. He's a one-trick pony. That's it. It's all he's ever going to be. He's not going to go back and learn how to fight and come back for the rematch, and we're going to see a dazzling uh, display of boxing ability from him because it's not happening. What we're going to see is the same thing. We're going to see him uh, try to destroy Tyson Fury and land the knockout punch before Tyson Fury can uh, either knock him out or, or win a decision. I think that Tyson Fury's game plan... Uh, they never believed him uh, when he said he was going to come after him and fight him. Uh, and I don't think they were prepared for it, quite honestly. And I don't think that Deontay Wilder has, and, and again, I know I'm going to be criticized, but I don't think he's got the brains to, to make an adjustment. I think he reverts like all fighters do, reverts back to his, his natural easiest thing that he relies on, and that's his punching power. It all played into Tyson Fury's hands. When and if Tyson Fury steps in the ring with Anthony Joshua, he's going to be facing a guy that's much more skilled from the boxing perspective. Not defensively, because I think defensively, Anthony Joshua, that's his biggest weakness. That, you know, Fury has a chance to dictate a fight with Anthony Joshua with his jab and movement and his defensive proudness. And I don't think that Tyson Fury would be smart to attack Anthony Joshua the way he attacked Deontay Wilder. The reason is simple. Anthony Joshua is a better counterpuncher. He's a better boxer. He could time him and connect. And he's got pop, too. There's no question. I don't know who's got more punching power uh, between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, but they both have a lot. And both can knock out Tyson Fury. Um, we know that Deontay landed a couple, and, and to Tyson Fury's credit, he, he got up. Uh, but Anthony Joshua is a good finisher, and he's much more accurate with his punches. So I think that this fight is going to be more of a boxing match. I think at the end of the day, Alex, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, as much as I love Tyson Fury and as much as I give him credit, and I believe he'll beat Deontay again, um, I don't think he beats Anthony Joshua. I think Anthony Joshua 
you know, his biggest thing he's got to work on to fight Tyson Fury is his defense. And he needs to defend against a jab. Because if he can't defend against Tyson Fury's jab, it's it's over. Tyson Fury's going to win the fight by a, by a decision. But assuming he can, I think Anthony Joshua beats Fury. I really do. Um, I think it's a great fight. I think it's the biggest fight that England has ever seen and one of the biggest heavyweight fights. It has to happen. I would much rather see this fight than any other right now. Um, that's my official prediction. Anthony Joshua beating Tyson Fury uh, should they get in the ring uh, this year, next year, whenever. How did the uh, title belt game, game see it? Well, the machine... Uh, you are very clairvoyant because when I put them in against in the in, in Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury in the title bout championship boxing game, uh, the first time they fought, I had them fight twelve rounds for the heavyweight championship of the world, and uh, there was uh, it, it it was a little cautious at first, a little bit of grappling. There were some warnings uh, to both guys for uh, pressing down on the head, and boom. AJ drops Fury in the fifth uh, and cut him. And then again at the end of the seventh and in the 11th, Anthony Joshua picks up a lopsided unanimous decision, scores of 117-109, 117-108, and 116-109. So, yeah, Anthony Joshua really dominates, had him down on the deck three times. When I put them in against each other uh, 100 times, Fury does come out on top, but barely. Uh, he wins 52. Uh, Joshua wins 41, and they drew seven times. And Fury was able to stop him 19 times, but AJ came up with five KOs in his 41 wins. So it was interesting because, um, you know, when I put them in there the first time, AJ dominated. But then out of 100, Fury does come out a little bit ahead. You know, what I love about that result, and obviously you do the simulations, I don't, is I agree that the more that if they fought each other multiple times, it would start to sway towards Tyson Fury because of his boxing knowledge, especially defensively. Um, we may not see a, a trilogy uh, with that potential matchup, unless it doesn't end in a knockout in the first fight. But, um, uh, I, you know, a unanimous decision win, I, I could see it. I could see A.J. winning by knockout, but but I do see Anthony Joshua beating Fury. I know people don't uh, agree. A lot of most people don't agree with me, but I do see it. I just, you know, what what's the common denominator? Styles make fights, right? And, uh I just think that, that Tyson Fury, what his advantages are over other fighters, especially uh, Deontay Wilder, uh, which is a one-dimensional fighter, he's not going to have that advantage over AJ. And, uh, you know, he's not. I don't think he's going to be able to lean on AJ. Um, I, I think AJ's too accurate of a puncher for him to, to steal rounds, so to speak, the way he could against Deontay. Deontay's so out of whack. He, he doesn't, his footwork's terrible. It, you know, he throws these punches from crazy angles, hoping that they hit, you know, and when they do, his opponents go down, but a good, smart fighter that's defensively minded, like Fury, who can see those punches coming, who can see the timing, etc., etc., we saw what happened. He's not going to have that against AJ. I agree with uh, 
the title bout in the first fight. Maybe not so much the hundred times, but uh, but I do agree that if they did fight multiple times, that it would go uh, both ways. Yeah, I th- I agree with you. I think that's the kind of that's what we've seen from Fury, at least in rematches. That he, you know, they both learn uh, are able to learn in rematches. But it seems like, at least from what we've seen, Fury learns more. Well, he always does. Yeah, he always does. He always does. He's uh, he's he's a smart fighter. You know, every one of his fights, we see with 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 Tyson Fury, the the fighter we saw beat Deontay Wilder in in the last two fights, um, basically is the culmination of all of the education that Tyson Fury has gained. I think that he's unique in the sense where he truly is a throwback fighter from the from the point of learning the sport in the ring. A lot of other fighters you don't see that. You know, especially with today's uh, in today's day and age where they coddle the fighter and protect them and all of this, they actually don't give the fighters a chance to learn and get better. I think Tyson Fury uh, is different from that regard. He has gotten better. Yeah. You know, but... You okay? Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. No, 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 no nauseous here. You know, uh, I just had a cough. I, I, I mean, what's what's your temperature? Yeah, no, it's uh, well. I'll tell you a story about that. But uh, anyway, um, the next fight we were talking about to uh, discuss, especially with title bout, um, was uh, a potential matchup between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Uh, another fight that. Um, you know, would be an interesting fight. It was the biggest fight uh, going uh, prior to the rematch with uh, Fury and, and Wilder. But when I look at this fight, I see the obvious um, uh, that most people see. You know, Deontay Wilder with the punching power, Anthony Joshua with a questionable defense. Um, you know, this fight. Is, is although I'm a fan of Anthony Joshua, I do believe that Wilder would have caught up with Anthony Joshua. Um, as much as you know how you say, well, Fury beat Wilder, how could you say AJ uh, would lose to Wilder? Well, I'm not so much saying that, but I think the odds would be in that in that direction. I, I kind of think that Anthony Joshua would, unless it's the new Anthony Joshua. Uh, which very well could be, I'm going to make my thoughts twice. Number one, if it's the new Anthony Joshua, I think Anthony Joshua can can stay away from Wilder and make it interesting, um, although his defense is not as tight as Tyson Fury's. Uh, but if the old Anthony Joshua comes in that tries to go mano a mano, uh, he gets stopped. Uh, it's an interesting fight, uh, but... Uh, I, it all depends on the style that that uh, Anthony Joshua comes out with. I, I wouldn't be shocked if if Wilder knocks out Anthony Joshua. Uh, what's your thoughts? Um, you know, I thought that this fight was. Uh, I thought Joshua would beat Wilder easy before I saw what happened with the Andy Ruiz. Um, you know, I did like the way that uh, Joshua came back and was able to exercise at least some of those demons. However, I do think that um, Wilder uh, would find that chin at some point, and then all bets are off because 
We know Joshua, you know, if Andy Ruiz can drop him, uh, Wilder can knock him into next week. So I, I at this point, I would fa- uh, favor Wilder slightly against Joshua. Um, but I, I'd be very curious to see it. Here's the thing. Okay. Um, so, it, well, wait a minute. Let me right, just let me just say this before you do the simulation. Here's here's the thing. Andy Ruiz beat Anthony Joshua because of two things. First and foremost, it was a classic Anthony Joshua took him lightly. Um, there's no question about that. And the more important reason is that Andy Ruiz was in his face. And just like Deontay Wilder, and we saw that against Fury, and we're going to see it against every other opponent he steps in the ring against, does not like it when there's a fighter in front of him throwing punches, whether they're landing or not. They don't know what to do. I was shocked that Anthony Joshua fell prey to that. That's why Andy Ruiz beat Joshua. I think Joshua was smart, and I think that he had the skill set, and this is where the intelligence rises above Wilder, in my opinion, with Anthony Joshua, that he learned from that in your face why do I have to go mano a mano um, and I'm going to box this guy? I have height over him. I have boxing ability over him. And in the rematch, we saw him Klitschko-esque uh, beat, you know, Andy Ruiz. So that's why I, I lean towards two different versions of Anthony Joshua against Deontay Wilder. I think of Deontay, because Deontay Wilder is so one-dimensional. He comes in with that one punch. He's not going to come in throwing lots and lots of punches the way Andy Ruiz did and get Anthony Joshua on his back foot. Deontay Wilder will try to land that one punch. And as long as Anthony Joshua's discipline is intact, he's going to beat Wilder. Just like every other fighter that steps in the ring with Wilder at this point, they have a better chance of beating him than they did prior to him getting destroyed by Tyson Fury. Um, I just think that the knockout power of Wilder and the suspect defense of Anthony Joshua gives Wilder uh, a, a really good chance. But, you know, now that uh, they're both where they are at their careers, and, and I say that if A.J. would have fought Wilder a while ago, uh, six months ago, a year ago, I think Wilder would have knocked him out. I think now if they fight, Anthony Joshua wins a boring decision. Um, Wilder just doesn't have the boxing skill to fight a boxer. He will constantly try to head headhunt, and any real boxer is going to be able to keep him at bay, just like Tyson Fury did in the first fight. So, yeah, I think if they fight now, I'm leaning towards Anthony Joshua in a Klitschko-esque performance, uh, but Wilder's knockout uh, power... Uh, is uh, will always be there and could end the night quickly. So um, what do you got for us? I have a feeling that the game agrees with you 100% because when I put these guys in there uh, for the first fight, uh, 12-rounder for the heavyweight title, um, Anthony Joshua did just that. He came up with a unanimous decision. It's very difficult to read the results and and think well was this a stinker of a fight um but it's i would think it was there was no knockdowns it seemed like there was a lot of clinching 
Um, but the way this game works, it just gives you a readout of like punches landed, you know, this guy landed, this guy, uh, this guy landed, and then this guy, you know, clinched, and then the referee gave a warning. So it doesn't say this fight's a stinker, but it, I have a feeling that this one was a little more tedious. AJ comes up with a unanimous decision. The scores were 115 to 112 twice and one score of 115-113. Now, when they fight 100 times, Wilder's power does seem to get, win the day. Deontay Wilder wins 61. Uh, Joshua wins 36, and they drew three times, and Wilder was able to stop Joshua 46 times out of 61. And in his 36 wins, AJ scored 16 knockouts. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. <clears throat> luckily, fighters today don't fight a hundred times. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, you know what's funny about the the title bout game is that they're actually giving, um, you know, they're actually giving uh, Wilder uh, uh, basically the data is saying that he's going to fight him smarter. I see. I think it would be the total opposite. I, I think Wilder is Wilder. We're not going to see a different Wilder. Wilder is Wilder. Um, you know, I I heard this after the fight. Oh, well, he needs to go back and learn from the basics. And this, he's, he's 36 years old or whatever. He's not learning nothing. He's not going back. He's going to try yeah. to cash out. That's why, from a business perspective, they are making the wrong decision with Deontay. If I'm Deontay Wilder's manager right now, I, I accept. The, the third fight with Tyson Fury at a future date, uh, early 2021. And in the meantime, I fight maybe twice, at least once more against, you know, some some not-so-tough guys to, to, to get him the win again, two knockout wins, to get people talking that he's got the invincibility back and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's what he also needs mentally. To put him right back in with Tyson Fury, now the guy's got to think too much, and that's not a strong point. He's not too smart. He really isn't, and I and I and I don't mean to keep saying this in a derogatory way. I mean it's it's fact. So now, what's Fury? I mean, uh, Wilder going to do? He's going to be like, I'm ready for Fury to come after me and 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 try to knock me out, and I'm going to knock him out first. Well. Who's to say that that's what Fury's going to do? Fury may turn out a, a, another hold and box match. He might mix it up a little. And and he's going to have Wilder thinking. And thinking too much in the boxing ring is the worst thing any fighter can do. Automatic, doing things naturally is what separates great fighters from not-so-great fighters. And, and I, think, I think Fury has successfully gotten into the head of Wilder, and I don't think Wilder has a chance against Fury. I really don't. As far as AJ, um, we'll see. AJ's got to prove to us the way Fury proved to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely much rather see uh, uh, Fury versus Joshua than a third fight with Wilder, but I do think that we probably will see Fury-Wilder 3. You know, because there's enough fans that uh, buy into you know the costume being too heavy and stuff. So, you know, they'll they'll do it one more time probably. Well, the fight that I love the most, um, and and it would be a really good guide. And should he come out on top, 
would clearly set up a third fight with, with Tyson Fury for all the marbles and a hell of a lot of money. And that's Deontay Wilder against Andy Ruiz Jr. I believe that Andy Ruiz Jr. deserves a fight with, with Wilder. I think styles, like we always say, styles make fights. And the, the way Andy Ruiz beat Anthony Joshua, assuming that he comes in to fight Deontay Wilder that way, really presents an interesting fight because, um, you know, Wilder can handle the smaller guys better than AJ can. That's for sure. I mean, Wilder has proven that. He's basically a bully anyway, so he's used to fighting smaller guys and stuff like that. And Andy Ruiz is clearly shorter. So I think that Wilder would not have a problem, uh, uh, you know, going after Ruiz. But I think which, what would make it interesting is Ruiz's punch output right in the face of Deontay Wilder. Because the one thing I love about Andy Ruiz, uh, no, it's not his food selection. It's his fact that he comes right in and fights you in a small area. He, he, he takes away your advantage. He did it with Anthony Joshua, and the advantage, obviously, is distance, arm length, etc. And I think he would do it with Wilder. Um, you know, I think these two fighters... Are, are actually very equal in terms of talent um, in different areas, but very equal in, in terms of talent. I got to tell you, Alex, I lean towards Andy Ruiz in a fight against Deontay Wilder because Deontay Wilder doesn't know what to do when a fighter is in his face. We saw that in the rematch with Fury. He did not know what to do. Every fighter that has stepped in the ring with Deontay Wilder has been scared to death of the power right hand. I don't think Andy Ruiz would be. He was in, a, in the ring and went the distance with Anthony Joshua. You know, he's been in the ring with power punches. I don't think there's any fear factor with Andy Ruiz. That's the kind of guy he is. So I think it's going to boil down to what can Wilder do? Can Wilder keep him off? Can Wilder set him up? Uh, in terms of utilizing distance and, and arm reach and set up a power punch. I don't think he can. And I think that a fight between Ruiz would prove a lot of things. It would prove that Deontay did get better and prove me wrong, or it would prove that he's the same guy he'll always be. He'll never get better. He's a one-trick pony. I would pick my official prediction would be Andy Ruiz. Uh, and, and everybody thinks Andy Ruiz is a knockout artist because he knocked out Anthony Joshua. That's not the case. He really wasn't. He was not known prior to that knockout. He was not really known as a knockout puncher. Uh, but I do think he would beat Deontay Wilder by knockout. What's your thoughts before you give us the simulation? I, I think Ruiz would have a really good shot against Wilder um, because there's two things that, like you said, um, he's really good at. One, he has an incredible chin. He took incredible bombs from Anthony Joshua. Um, and uh, the other thing is that he th throws punches in bunches. And he, he th can work in close. And that's something that we haven't seen Wilder really uh, deal, deal with. And we know that Anthony Joshua uh, had a hell of a time with that. So much so that he had to, in the rematch prevent that dimension from ever occurring and keep uh, Ruiz outside where he could bat at him with those big punches, big, big, long arms. 
So Wilder would try to do the same thing. And like we saw with Tyson Fury in the most recent uh, fight with Wilder, uh, Wilder doesn't know what to do if you pressure him. So while um, Ruiz, I think you have a good point. If Ruiz was to come forward and put pressure on Wilder, yeah, that could be uh, an interesting matchup, especially um, if he threw those lots and lots of punches. Um, Wilder would have a hard time dealing with all that incoming. Uh, but again, you know, we, the thing about Wilder is he can change things with one shot. Yeah, well, that's what makes him... Uh you know, exciting to watch, and that's why a lot of people uh, like him. But, uh, all right, tell me, how did the title bout go? Okay, so when they fight the first time, uh, just a full 12-rounder for the heavyweight title, um, Wilder comes up with a unanimous decision. Uh, he, it was sort of, uh, you know, nip and tuck for most of the fight, and in the final round, Wilder really broke it open and had Ruiz Jr. down three times. Um, so the scores end up being 114 to 111 twice and 115, 112. Um, so Wilder picks up a unanimous decision when they fight 100 times, Wilder dominates 72 victories, 21, uh, losses and seven draws of his 21 victories. Andy Ruiz scored three knockouts and in his 72 wins, Deontay Wilder scored 18 knockouts. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the 100 times again? Uh, 72 wins for Wilder, 21 defeats, or 21 f wins for uh, Ruiz, and seven draws. Interesting. That's, uh, huh. I guess the computer's not regarding Ruiz too well, huh? No. No, they did not. And, you know, that's the thing about him is that, uh, you know, from the rematch at least, y y it did seem like, you know, he didn't show up. Uh, so was the first fight, you know, with Joshua sort of an aberration? We don't know. Well, you know, some fighters aren't prepared to win. Like, I, I don't mean prepared to just win a fight. I mean win and then be... I mean, the heavyweight champion of the world, you just beat Anthony Joshua. I mean, it's hard to get up for anything else. I mean, you just accomplished it. You know what I mean? And uh, I think, in, especially today, with today's fighters, uh, you know, when, when they get into a defense mode uh, after they win their title, a lot of times they're being put in with guys that don't have a chance, you know. Um, and I, I think, uh, and then you have so many people in your ear telling you how great you are. I mean, you start to believe it. You know, he said himself that he was out partying too much and everything. But uh, uh, three uh, dream fights in the, in the heavyweight division, um, you know, uh, that we would, I, I would like to see all three. And uh, the title about championship computer game has been pretty accurate uh, over time. It would be interesting to see uh, uh, what they think of, this next fight I wanted to ask you about, um, Usyk, Alexander Usyk against uh, Derek Chisora. Um, you know, I like this fight, Alex, because I think it'll give us a true representation of how Usyk will fare in the heavyweight division. I'm not going by the last fight that he had against just some heavyweight that wasn't even that big. Um, and, and the way the computer ranks him is at number three. They have him ranked at number three in the heavyweight division after one heavyweight fight. 
the computer rankings have uh, Anthony Joshua number one, Tyson Fury number two, Usyk number three, Andy Ruiz number four, Wilder at number five, and uh, Dillian White at number six. Jasora, by the way, is at number ten. Um, so it's interesting to see that that uh, you know, and so many people, everyone I talk to feels that Usyk is the man. Oh, he's going to run the division. I just don't see it. I, I I know that he's got great boxing ability, but I just don't think physically he's going to be able to match up with these monsters. And, I, and I'm not putting Deontay in that mix because Deontay Wilder is a big guy height-wise, but not weight-wise. And I do believe that you'll see him more at his normal weight, you know, 220 or less, uh, in his next fight against uh, Fury. I, I think that's another reason that might have uh, slowed him down so quickly. Not 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 his costume, but the fact that he came in a little uh, little heavy. But I, I'm, I'm shocked. Are you about Usyk? I really think that uh, Usyk, uh, I can't wait to see what he does with these big guys. I'm looking forward to the Chisora fight. Because you're right, I think that would be a much better test to see how he's going to handle, you know, just getting banged banged around by these bigger men. Um, you know, uh, I did run the sims of him against Joshua Fury and Wilder and Ruiz, and the computer thinks he dominates them all. You sick? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Even when you – there's a little button that because he's a cruiserweight, there's a little thing whenever you have a guy – move up or move down there's a little thing in the game where you adjust for weight and uh if you toggle it or talk or don't toggle it he dominates um so i don't know maybe they're giving it uh tremendous you know uh, they do i think give a lot of credit for um in the game for gold medals uh and i think that that might be part of it but even fury when they fight a hundred times he wins 93 of them so uh, I don't know. The computer really likes his skills, but you're right. I think that's the thing about boxing is that uh, you never know until you get hit. And uh, that's more true at the heavyweight division than any other division. So I think the Chisora fight will be fun uh, to see, uh, to see how Usyk handles it. Um, and I do think that, uh, I don't know, I think we're living in a great time because uh, – just the fact that this is a possibility that you have this uh, guy out there who could pose as a giant killer, uh, I think that's pretty cool, just the possibility. It's so interesting for me because he's such a good boxer, but you know, how's he, he's never been hit by a guy like Joshua or Wilder or, or even a Tyson Fury. I, I just I, I think the Derek Chisora fight is really going to sh- put it in perspective. Because Derek Chisora is not exactly and 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 the the style of Derek Chisora may be perfect for Usyk because Usyk you know he'll sit in a pocket and he'll try to pick him off and Chisora is kind of wild, um, but um, but you know Chisora does connect and it's going to be an interesting fight and Chisora comes to fight. I mean he's not a guy that's going to lay down. I I I think my opinion of Usyk in the heavyweight division will come into focus after the Chisora fight. I, I just I just think that I need to see that um, before, you know? And then, you know, and then he's going to get a shot at, at uh, Anthony Joshua, most likely, you know? So, 
Um, he's better be careful what he wishes for. I, I just, I, I just think, you know, yeah, Anthony Joshua is uh, uh, a guy that uh, uh, you know lost a fight, but I, I still think that he's um, he's still gonna be the guy. I, I don't know. I don't know. You th- who do you think's the yeah. best in the heavyweight division? I know you think Tyson Fury is, but who's next? I think uh, I would say Joshua's next, um, and then uh, Wilder, um, and then you know I'm tempted to say Usyk, but you know we haven't seen enough from him yet. I just brought up Evander Holyfield's record, and if you look, if you go back to Evander, um, remember his first heavyweight fight was against James Quick Tillis. Then his second one was against Pinklin Thomas. He stopped both those guys. It was the third that was an absolute war with Michael Dokes, who he also stopped. So, you know what? By the third fight, we were we were convinced, okay, Evander's a heavyweight. So maybe, maybe the second fight that Usyk has at heavyweight won't answer those questions and it'll take a third. But I think if he handles Chisora well, uh, he makes a good case for himself to be, you know, a heavyweight. I would have liked to have seen Evander at that stage of his career fight a non-coked up Michael Dokes. No disrespect to Michael Dokes, but he was a good fighter. And that was at, you know, the worst part of his, his career um, when he stepped in the ring against Evander Holyfield. What did that fight? How many rounds? That, that didn't go three rounds, right? Uh, Michael Dokes, I think, was 10. That T- fight was brilliant. Yeah, it was March of 1989. Well, I th- for some 11. reason, who am I thinking of that fought Dokes that it only lasted like three rounds? I could have sworn it was Evander. Uh, maybe it was Mike Weaver? No, Mike Weaver? no, no. It was... Uh, I, I, I didn't realize that it went that long, huh? But he knocked out Dokes, and Dokes, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he stopped him. It was, yeah, that fight is an amazing. If uh, everybody who's listening, uh, you know, if you're in quarantine today, find that on YouTube. That was, if you haven't seen it, that's a thrilling heavyweight fight. Yeah, no, uh, it's a shame. Dokes was, uh, Dokes was a great fighter, but uh, anyway, Alex, I appreciate your uh, your thoughts and your insight on these. Um, and of course, uh, running the simulations, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, have boxing to talk about next time. You know, I mean, uh, it's been it's been pretty tough. I was thinking about revisiting some of the blasts. Um, yeah, that would be know, cool. You know, and uh, maybe uh, maybe you can give me uh, drop me an email at some point during the week of uh, your favorite ones, and maybe we'll do those. We'll do a couple of them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One thing I w- did look up was uh, and I think I think the Ring magazine uh, uh, had an article about it that um, I did when all this talk of 1918 and the Spanish flu, I was like, well, that had to affect boxing back then. And I did look it up. And you know who passed away from it? Battling Jim Johnson died from the Spanish flu. And uh, he contracted, I guess, in Massachusetts. He had a fight scheduled uh, and I believe it was in September of 1918 against Sam Lankford that all sports were put on hold because of the outbreak of Spanish flu. And um, in the t- period while he was waiting for the fights to come back on, uh, he uh, contracted it and uh, died from uh, you know respiratory issues from uh, the Spanish flu. Wow. Battling Jim Johnson. He fought everybody, including Jack Johnson. 
Um, I think Marvin Hardy fought. He fought all those guys. He was yeah. uh, he was a tough guy. Wow, you know, hey, thanks right, for it. Right now, actually, um, Derek Jefferson, a uh, a heavyweight from the two thousands and nineteen late nineteen nineties. Um, uh, he's uh, only fifty two, and I think he was on a ventilator the other day. He's struggling with COVID nineteen. So. Uh, no one is uh, invulnerable to this. Take it seriously and stay home, everyone. Yeah, it's true. Alex, go wash your fruit. <laughs> That's you know, right. Go wash your food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I appreciate your time, my man. Let's. Uh, so we. So everybody, you know, what we're going to be talking about next week some blasts. If you've never seen them, go punch them up. Uh, Alex does a great job, and uh, that's what that. That's it. That's we'll be back next week to. Talk about some uh, historically great fighters that, especially for you young whippersnappers out there, tune in next week and maybe you'll learn something, right, Alex? <laughs> That's right. All right, my man, take care. All right, Billy, see you. Take care. That's my man, Alex Papali. And uh, uh, if you've never seen the uh, Blast from the Past segments that we used to do, um, definitely, definitely uh, come back and uh, try and uh, join us for next week. I I'm not so sure. Um, you know, what else we'll be able to, to discuss, but it's a good time to, to talk about that. I, I know we like to, to generally do the, uh, uh, to do the, the news and, and discuss everything, uh, that's happening, uh, in the news, uh, in the sport, but, uh, um, you know, uh, in these kinds of times, uh, we gots to do what we gots to do. Uh, interesting, uh, outcomes, uh, according to, uh, the title bout championship computer game with uh, uh, Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury. Uh, I think that uh, uh, personally, I, I thought that AJ would win that fight. Um, and according to uh, the title bout championship computer game, uh, the first time he did, he did win that fight. Uh, but uh, out of 100 times, uh, it was pretty close. Uh, then we had AJ against Deontay Wilder. Uh, and then we uh, also uh, had uh, Wilder uh, against uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. Uh, so in that fight, actually, uh, I really like. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, I would like to, uh, uh, I'd like to see uh, that one for real happen. Um, but uh, in any event, um, I'm going to try to uh, uh, get uh, Emily uh, Harney on the phone and uh we just had her and then lost her here so uh we'll see what uh, if we can get her back to stay this time and get her thoughts on these three fights um and uh everything else uh as you know um she's uh boxing's best photographer uh and uh we'll see what happens uh she keeps uh kicking us back so um I will. Uh, I apologize for that. But uh, any event, uh, AJ against Fury. Uh, I broke it down and and felt that uh, uh, Anthony Joshua beats Tyson Fury. I know um, many of you disagree with me and and have already um, because I've discussed this in the past. Um, and um, you know, I I said earlier that the reason uh, is simple. Uh, I feel that uh, uh, the the main reason that he would win uh, is because I, I think that Anthony Joshua has the boxing skill uh, to uh, to box with Fury. 
I think we're all judging Tyson Fury strictly on his uh, last uh, uh, exceptional beatdown of Anthony Joshua. Give a shout-out to my man Caesar. I'm just seeing him in the uh, Facebook uh, room. Uh, so uh, we will uh, um, check that out. But uh, uh, And speaking of checking out, uh, apparently um, she didn't decline us because uh, joining us right now is boxing's best photographer, the beautiful Emily Harney. What, what'd you do? You declined me? I go to try and you. Never you. I'm like, what is she declining me? You know, I was like, what's up with that? How you doing? I'm um, I'm doing well. You know, all things considered, we're uh, we're hanging in here. You know, trying not to um, go lose crazy. our minds too much with the the you know quarantine. But um, you know, we're able to get outside and. Just move around a little bit. So we're making the most of it. How about you all? Yeah, same, same, same thing. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's a very uh, trying times we live in, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I do believe that the hysteria over this uh, is making it even worse for people. Yeah. But uh, it is what it is, and just like I said earlier in the show, not only as the USA but world globally, I think we'll all get through this and. Uh, we're all learning something from it, so uh, absolutely, you know. And as a teacher too, it's um, a really interesting time, you know. So I, you know, I have a lot of students out there who are trying to make work right now, photographically, and <clears throat> I think you know, documenting your experience in any any facet is always important. So um, it'll be interesting to to see what they make out of all of this, but. We will get through this. We are a resilient crew. Hey, you know something I, I you, you mentioned. Uh, the one thing I think that teachers in general are going to gain by this is the res- a little more respect from moms and dads because that they're homeschooling right now. And I, I every time I I talk to someone and they have kids, they're like, oh. My God! I hold, just hold on a second. Hold on. I no. Nope, you have to do this. You have to go with this. They, Mr. So and So, sent that home. You have to. You know. You know. I I was actually talking to someone, and I'm not going to say her name, but it was it was the second day, and she's got a son. I I believe her son is either in kindergarten or first grade, so it was the first day of homeschooling. Uh, you know, went off or whatever. So I'm speaking with her, and it's the second day. Okay, and I go, uh, no. So how's class going? She says, oh. Well, we had a snow day today. And I go, what? <laughs> what do you mean you had a snow day? It had snowed the night before, you know. And she said, well, I just, you know, I had to do some stuff, so I had a snow day. And I said, oh, my God, your second day at homeschool, and then you're having a <laughs> snow day? And I just thought it was so funny. But uh, Well, you know what? Listen, to all those parents out there or those who are responsible for, for children right now and their education, teach them through cooking. Teach them through, you know, other ways. Don't feel like you got to put them in front of, like, a, a math sheet and say, here, learn this addition. Like, Sean and I have been making cakes, so in tune, I need to be out running four miles instead of two. <laughs> so, you know, you get science and math right there, and then everybody's happy. So <laughs> take it all in stride, people. You know, it's funny. uh uh, you know, with cooking, you could definitely do math. I said three quarters of a cup, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, we talked about um, three heavyweight fights. Uh, but before I get into those, and I'll tell you what the results were from Alex's uh, simulations, I-, I wanted to get your quick thoughts on the announcement that Canelo and Triple G have signed, sealed, and delivered a third fight potentially set up for September. But the fight will happen, assuming that. 
uh, we get a handle on the coronavirus and the world opens up again. What's your thoughts on the third fight, Emily? Because, I mean, I, personally, like I said earlier in the show, I think all three on Canelo's side were dragged out. I, I think that they, you know, uh, didn't give Triple G the, the opportunity to fight when they should have. They've dragged mm-hmm. it out. I think, in my opinion, I thought Triple G won two fights, but I think most people think they at least split uh, the two fights. Um, the third fight, is it going to be competitive? I mean, because Canelo, you can make the argument, not only is a bigger fighter, but he's at his he's at his peak right now. I mean, yeah. we're seeing the best Canelo Alvarez that uh, we've ever seen, and I don't know if we could say that about Triple G. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I think you have a good point there, you know, where we've waited some time here to see Triple G come back and that opportunity with him and Canelo earlier on may have been more um, interesting in terms of, you know, a competitive fight. Um, I, I think there are a lot of things that, you know, play into the mix here, obviously the state of things right now. Um, but, you know, the the preparedness of a fighter who might have been thinking, hey, I'm fighting in May um, and, you know, been doing things. And now now I'm fighting in September. Um, that can affect not just Triple G, but also Canelo. You know, we have to do remember that these guys are human. You know, mentally things change. Your focus changes. What you want out of things changes. Um, it, it's going to be really, really interesting to see over the next six weeks what does change for a lot of people and not just fighters but you know the game itself how the sport changes what are what what do we have access to um you know so how does that play into what a fighter's you know next decision is and and we know the fight's gonna happen um does it happen in september hopefully uh but, you know, mentally, where are both these guys at? You know, the things that they've been through. So that does play into the mix. Both of them are older. Um, but who else were they really going to fight right now? You know, we have all these other fighters who we say, yeah, deserves the opportunity with Canelo. But um, where was the the excitement at? You know, and I think out of a promoter's standpoint, they had to really look at that and go, this is what we need to take care of right now. And this is what we want to see. And we don't want to put either of them in there with somebody who you know, might not sell in the way that we need them to or be as exciting as we need them to. So it's an interesting fight. And who knows, you know, Triple G can pull something out of the can that, you know, he just has mustered up, ready to roll. It's 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 the fight game. Yeah, he could get that uh, one great uh, performance. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the interesting questions about Canelo. You know, and the thing that always makes me laugh is when we wanted to see Triple G against Floyd and, and initially when we wanted to see Triple G against Canelo before they actually got it on, the argument was, oh, Triple G's too big, too big, too big. And, and really, he's not. He's a small middleweight. I've always said it, you know. He wouldn't have been that much bigger than any of those fighters at that time. As a matter of fact, Canelo proved to be bigger than all three of those guys. But uh, the interesting thing about Canelo, speaking of size, is what weight class. I mean, this is a guy that, that just won the light heavyweight championship and relinquished it, but he still holds the middleweight and super middleweight title. He was tentatively mm-hmm. scheduled to fight Billy Joe Saunders, allegedly. He never said he was uh, officially, but... That fight it looks like it, it's impossible to happen unless the coronavirus is cured by tomorrow. Um, you know, that was going to take place in May. Uh, so, you know, assuming that they don't fight, uh, you know, some other time before the Triple G fight, 
I mean, what other? You're right. What other fight is there for him? You know, um, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. It, it is, and you make a good point about the weight classes. You know, because when I was saying these, there's these other fighters that you know people are going, ah, oh, they should fight him, and yeah, they should get that opportunity. There are these. There's all these weight classes that you got to think about. Well, where do you go? Who do you fight? You know, do you go down in weight? Do you go up in weight? And then do you get, you know housed on because you came in for the fight you know where you were a weight class heavier you know so um he's in an interesting position but yeah i thought the whole billy joe saunders thing was was kind of comical because it was all coming from his side <laughs> you know the other thing about that fight is i had no interest in that fight zero no, i don't think a lot of people did you know and i would have rather have seen callum smith i mean that's an interesting fight that's you know fight. so and i found it uh, very uh you know, hard to believe that they couldn't come up with a financial agreement. But anyway, let's let's talk about these three heavyweight fights um, that I think, uh, in my opinion, are, are the best fights the heavyweight division has. I'm not discrediting any of the other uh, up-and-coming heavyweights or even anybody against Usyk. But first and foremost, the fight that most of us would love to see. I, I think it's we have to see it at some point. Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury. Now, just so you know, I don't know if you listened to the show earlier, but my prediction in this fight, and a lot of people disagree with me, basically I said both fighters have suspect chins in a, to a degree. Um, they're both the same size. They both have great boxing ability. Um, Anthony Joshua has more punching power than Tyson Fury, way more punching power than Tyson Fury. But Tyson Fury is much more defensive uh, than, mm. than Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua's mm -hmm. biggest weakness is... Uh, in my opinion, his uh, defense. defense. Um, at the end of the day, I picked Anthony Joshua beating Tyson Fury. Oh, I, I thought that Anthony... Well, <laughs> I, I thought he could because I don't think that Fury would, would be able to do what he did against Deontay. I think the fact that Anthony can, uh, uh, can counterpunch better, uh, he's more accurate... I, 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 just don't, I just think that it would be a unanimous decision win for Anthony Joshua over Fury in a not-so-exciting fight. What's your <laughs> prediction if those two stepped in the ring? Okay, so at the end there, you kind of you, you were able to kind of hook me in there with your not-so-exciting fight. So if you're going for the not-so-exciting fight style between these two and that type of fight that night, then I think you're right. I think Joshua can pull away with the win because he'd just be able to do what he needed to do um, to to score points and, you know, uh, win rounds, okay? Um, if you're going for the exciting kind of, like, let's go at each other type of fight, which I don't know if you're going to get from these two unless Fury really pressures him um, and cuts off the ring enough to do so, then you have a, a situation where I think Joshua's in a lot of trouble. Um, and, you know, I just think about the, the length and kind of like um i don't know i don't want to call it like gumby like form that sometimes you can see in fury's arms because they do kind of swing out there um and i think i saw it more in the wilder fight than anything else but he he almost kind of comes at you like a windmill in a way but there's some tactic to it so i think that can be detrimental to joshua if he gets two in the pocket um 
both of these guys don't need to be in the pocket the way I need to be in the pocket. So they can still be, you know, almost, what, six feet away from each other. And, and we can still have social distancing there, too, and they'll hit <laughs> each other. Um, so it's it's a different type of fight if it goes to a more of a brawl. And I think Fury holds the upper hand. Um, but if Joshua plays it safe, then he's able to pull off a win in a fight that people go, eh. And the, the ones who go, I heart Joshua are like, yeah, he's the, he was the best. Um, for the rest of us, we go, eh, all right, that's not really what I wanted. Um, so I, that fight seriously could go either way. It just depends on what kind of fight you're going to get that night. If you're going to that fight right after this win for uh, Fury, I think you get that kind of wild excitement from him. Whereas if he fights somebody else who kind of is just a, a let me keep myself busy type of thing, then I don't know if we get that down the road. Both of you these, need that hype. Both of these fighters are intelligent. And right. I think that, you know, and I said earlier, Tyson Fury has learned from every fight he's ever been in. And the end result was the game plan that he uh, put in place for his destruction over over uh, Deontay Wilder in his last fight. Yeah. Um, but every other fight prior to that, he wasn't a seek-and-destroy guy. Um, he doesn't really have punching power, although he may have found it with Sugar Hill. Uh, he is a big man, and getting hit by a, a guy that big um, certainly could, could do damage. But, but on the other side, I, I think Anthony Joshua learned a lot from his loss to uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. And I don't think you're going to see, I think that you're going to see Anthony Joshua be more Klitschko-esque. And that kind of a fighter might just win a boring fight over Tyson Fury. Because mm -hmm. if Fury can't get in there and bully AJ the way he kind of did with Deontay, mm -hmm. um I I see it becoming defensive for Fury, uh, trying to counterpunch and stuff. And this is where AJ's boxing ability should come in. I don't. I I I, I think it's going to be. I don't. I I hate to disagree with you, but I disagree that I don't think that Fury is going to be putting pressure on AJ. Even though that showed to be his weakness, I don't see it. I I, I think that Anthony Joshua has to be respected more than Deontay. Because he's got more than just pop. He clearly well, has punching power. You know what I mean? So, And Deontay doesn't have anything else, Emily. We all know that. He, he's never oh, gonna. I agree. He's never gonna. He, he could do, he could say what he wants. He could learn what he wants in the ring. He could go back to the drawing board. He could do all those things. And when the bell rings, he's going to be the same Deontay we've seen for 40-something fights. I agree. But here's the thing that I'm looking at. I'm looking at the way wilder and fury were with each other mentally you're not going to have that same mental mumbo jumbo between him and aj like there's no feud there so it's a different kind of focus that fury would have to have in order to pressure that fight so you know unless he's like coming in with that hype and excitement i i just think joshua is going to be able to be out there and capitalize you know on a boring fight but again if that fight happens in the next six months that if Fury's still on that high maybe he can muster it up maybe he can keep up that momentum of pressuring him remains to be seen 
Yeah, well, I'd love to see it. I, I love that you disagree with me. That's totally. <laughs> well, I hate to. I hate to. <laughs> you know, I love you. You know, it's just I just you know. Um, okay, so the title bout championship computer game. Uh, the first time Alex ran it, uh, AJ wins a unanimous decision. One seventeen, one oh four, one uh, one seventeen, one oh nine, one seventeen, one oh eight, and one sixteen, one oh nine. He runs it a hundred times, and Fury wins a little more. Fifty two wins uh, against forty one wins and seven draws. So, um, okay. I, I think the outcome of of the title bout championship computer game is similar to what we're kind of both saying. Um, it's going to be it'll be a boxing match I, I i well then again i you know you did say that he was going to pressure him and beat the snot out of him that's what i heard you say but uh but no <laughs> only but, if it happens within the next six months people yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> otherwise but, he's gonna find some other high to ride <laughs> but but that but that's the thing about fury and that's what makes him so dangerous he's such a master mind game player in and out of the ring before the fight during the fight after the fight you know so mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see um the next one we we had was anthony joshua against deontay wilder hmm. and this is an interesting fight because to me i think it's a 50 50 fight and the reason mm -hmm. why i say that is because aj's weakness his he had two weaknesses and he, he still does Number one, he can't fight smaller guys. And, he, you know, he's dis displayed that, where he has trouble fighting smaller guys, guys that are substantially shorter than him. Mm -hmm. um, and his other weakness is a suspect chin. I think that he fights Wilder, and if he fights Klitschko-esque, if he can be disciplined with what he appears to have learned with his loss to Ruiz, he beats Wilder in a unanimous decision in a extremely boring fight. If he doesn't, and he still wants to be mano a mano, Wilder knocks him out. That was my prediction. What's yours? Man, you got these extremely boring fights going on there. I don't even if even if um, Joshua was able to you know fight very uh, Klitschko esque. I don't think it becomes a boring fight. I think you have that excitement and and maybe more of the excitement of seeing how Deontay maybe gets frustrated with that style of fighting. You know, maybe that's the excitement for people um, and not the fact that that there's a, a massive pressure in that fight. But I go back to that Tyson Fury. Um, Wilder kind of feud there where I feel like Wilder would be able to make it feudy. Joshua isn't going to really respond because that's just not his personality but I feel like there's going to be some um, pressure on Deontay there to really go in for the kill so I, I feel like that's where the excitement is going to try to come. Do we get it? It depends on how quickly Joshua can you know switch to that Klitschko-esque idea, you know, or stay in that, that frame of mind. Um, this becomes a really interesting fight after the last year, you know, between Joshua getting knocked out, um, him coming back. He's a, a definitely a different focused fighter for sure and, and has learned from that experience. You know, but we have a Wilder who is hurt you know who feels like he has a lot more to prove now so now when wilder comes back does he realize he needs to make some adjustments do we see those adjustments i mean it's been long enough that people have been saying that that you need to make those adjustments because at some point somebody's going to capitalize on you um 
maybe he finally does it in that fight. He's not smart. I, listen, I've been saying this all day, and I, and it's not personal, but Deontay's not a smart guy, and I don't think that he can do that. I think Wilder is Wilder is Wilder, and I think that if Ant, if Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder fought before Anthony Joshua um, lost to, to Ruiz and, and basically changed his style and used his intelligence to, to you know, alter it, I think Wilder knocks him out. Mm. I think I think if Anthony Joshua went into the Wilder fight mm. prior to, to adjusting to Ruiz. to Ruiz, he loses by knockout. The only mm. reason why I'm saying he wins by a boring decision now is because he's gonna be cautious and he's not gonna he's not gonna get into a situation where he's gonna trade. Let's face it, Deontay's not accurate. He's got no style. His, he's got no footwork. He's got pop. He's got a tremendous punching power. And up until his last fight, it has always bailed him out. And I think that he will have a very hard time. He would have had a hard time against Klitschko. And I think he's going to have a hard time. He'll never beat Fury unless he catches Fury, which I doubt he's going to do. He'll never beat Fury. That's why I don't even care to see the third fight. Third fight. And, uh, and to tell you the truth, I, I think he has all kinds of trouble with AJ. But, and by the way, the um, the title bout championship computer game did it the first time. Said that uh, it would be a boring unanimous decision win for AJ. Uh, 115 115-112 twice. One fifteen one thirteen. However, however, if they fight a hundred times, the game came up with Wilder winning sixty one of those really? fights. Really? Yeah. Um, which, which is that's why I said to Alex, I go, that's the most interesting part of it all because Wilder does not change. He does not get smarter with his fight. Yeah. So, so by doing a hundred times, you would think it would be the other way around. So that was interesting to see. That, Maybe uh, this computer actually watched this last Fury fight and realized he doesn't listen to the com to his corner and is like, ah, oh, the hell with this guy. All but right, he never has. He never has. And his corner <laughs> doesn't even listen. Are listening. The, cor the corner doesn't even listen to each other. So, you know. But the most interesting fight of all these, I believe, is Wilder against Ruiz Jr. And the reason why I say that oh. is because I believe that Deontay Wilder needs to fight another fight prior mm. to Fury to get mm -hmm. us interested in the fight again. And when I see Wilder against Ruiz, something AJ's weakness is fighting smaller guys. He had all kinds of trouble with Ruiz. Ruiz in his face, he didn't like it. Ruiz knocks him out in the first fight. I see Wilder against Ruiz. I see Ruiz all over Wilder. I see every fighter that fights Wilder from this day forward in his face. And because he has no boxing skill, no footwork, no defense, none of that, mm. he's going to be smacked around a lot more than he was. A lot of fighters were scared to death of the bomb, which he has, the right hand, and they fought cautiously. That fear factor, just like Mike Tyson, just like Sonny Liston, just like all those kinds of fighters in the past, once that fear is broken from somebody, everyone else is, is going to try to capitalize on it. I see a fight with Ruiz and Wilder, with Ruiz in his face, and the fact that he can take such a punch, and the fact that Wilder doesn't have the, the accuracy, et cetera, et cetera, I think Ruiz beats Wilder. I, I really do. I think Ruiz beats Wilder bad. As a matter of fact, knocks him out, even though he's not a knockout puncher. That was my prediction. What about yours? 
Interesting. Um, well, I definitely see Ruiz holding some of an upper hand here because he's not afraid to get in there. You know, we know that we, he's not afraid to get hit. He's not. He knows how to get up. Um, and he got hit really good by Joshua. Um, that was a, a, a fabulous shot and was able to get back up. You know, like he was more stunned that he had gotten knocked down than I think the knockdown itself. But you know, he's not going to back down from Wilder. He's not going to give him any respect. Um, and I think he also realizes some of the opportunities that he missed out on. So I, I think there's all of that in Ruiz going for him that there'd be so much more for him to fight for um, that that would push him through no matter what. But any fighter who's watched uh, Wilder from this last fight with Fury should be able to, especially the ones that have fought him, should be able to go back and, and capitalize on him now, you know, knowing what they know, seeing what they see at the one-dimensionalism, if he doesn't change. Um, you know, you're able to capitalize on it if you don't show him any respect. I take Ruiz in that fight. Um, I think it goes to a decision. I don't, you know, I don't see the knockout necessarily. Um, but I, I think Ruiz batters him around because he's just not afraid of him. And to be able to get under him, too, I think Ruiz will be able to be able to do a good job at that. He's got really fast hands. He does. You know, out of all the heavyweights that I've ever watched, his hands are so amazingly fast. Even the night I shot him with, with Joshua, you know, you shoot most fighters at a, a particular uh, frame per second or, you know, a, a, a rate per second. And... Um, his hands in some of those pictures were a bit of a blur, you know, so and where other guys at that rate, you can freeze frame them, no problem. So you just know somebody like that with that kind of speed, if they can get on the inside and fight inside the pocket um, and be able to withstand punches at the same time, you know, they're going to be able to hold the upper hand. He is extremely fast, especially right in your face. It's almost like, Mm -hmm. It's like speed bag work, and yeah. uh, and that's the way he fights, and and that's what I think is so, um, you know, successful for him. He did it against AJ, and he will. I agree. He will do it against Wilder. Wilder's mm -hmm. Wilder's in trouble. His career is in trouble, and I say that because if you are starting to fight fighters that have no fear of you, that have mm -hmm. some skill, okay, um, you're in trouble. And the fact that he's got nothing else to 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 fall back on and it was evident in the in the uh second fury fight i mean I, I actually found myself feeling sorry for wilder because he was getting beat up that bad and mm -hmm. then and then he just made himself look even so much worse with all the excuses and stuff he's he's never even if he wins i he won't win he won't win so but i'm saying even if he wins i i don't know if if he's going to be regarded as the same ever again, you know, um, it's unfortunate. Well, yeah, I mean, you think about the way that he, you know, responded after all of that. It's one thing to just take your loss and, you know, keep it moving. And, it, you know, it was not my night. But, you know, the excuses is where it gets you, you know, and, and things like that are always going to follow you, especially when all of a sudden you've turned into a meme. Right. And, and you know, the one thing I've always respected about AJ is, you know, he lost, and, and after that, after he was basically humiliated by yeah. Andy Ruiz, and at, at the press conference, his answer was, Andy was the better fighter tonight. I give him all the credit. Yeah. Boom. End of story. I mean, how do you criticize that? You can't yeah. even, you know, like, like I find myself finding every little thing that, that 
you know, Wilder did wrong. And, and AJ did so much wrong against Ruiz in the first fight. And you find yourself, well, how much more can you say? The guy just said it all. He said he lost right. and there's nothing else to say. You know, I mean, it's over, you know. Um, and, and Wilder put himself in a very tough spot. And, and I don't really blame him. I blame his team. His team, he's been so loyal to his team. And uh, his team has failed him. They failed him, um, you know, educationally, not giving him the experience that he should have gotten uh, on the way up. He's never gotten better. He's always relied on the one thing, which is punching power. That's what all he'll only rely on that. I feel that the Ruiz fight against Wilder would be um, a smart fight for him uh, to get back on track should he beat Ruiz. And I think it's a fight the division needs. Two guys that are coming off losses. The, mm -hmm. the, the guy who wins that fight is right back in the discussion. And if the contract is, is solid enough, um, he could still have his third fight with, with Tyson Fury. So I, 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 to me, it's a win-win-win situation for, for Deontay Wilder to fight Ruiz. Unfortunately, they've already made their mind up and they're going after Fury, which to me, you know what, Emily? It sounds like a cash out because I can't see Wilder beating Fury. I just can't. And because Fury's going to not fight the same way, he's going to fight more cautiously in the second, in the third fight. Guaranteed, he's going to win a boring decision in the third. He's not knocking him out again because he's not going to give Wilder that. To. He doesn't need to. And and he's not going to give Wilder the chance to knock him out because that's all Wilder. That's all that's on Wilder's mind right now is to knock out Fury. And you know, Fury, uh, hey. I think Wilder took Fury lightly in the rematch, and now Absolutely. he and now he's not, and he wants to kill the guy, and he's hoping that Fury comes after him again, and Fury's not. Fury's going to fight more like he did in the first fight. He's going to hold. He's going to lean. He's going to jab. He's going to he's going to use his skill to beat Wilder. So I mean, we're going to get the third fight, but I don't think it's going to be challenging for Fury. Then we're going to see one more fight. Will be Fury against AJ, and then Fury's career. He's going to walk away. You watch. You watch, unless he loses, unless he loses, <laughs> you know, then he'll you fight. You got the him. whole next year laid out for him. Well, you know, what else am I going to I haven't had much else <laughs> to think else about. To do, right? I haven't had much else to think about. But uh, anyway, Emily, I appreciate your thoughts, and uh, we'll look forward to next week. We're going to be talking uh, about some of the blasts from the past that we've done, so it'll be a awesome. historical uh uh, show uh, that we can talk about some stuff and hopefully we got some good news about the sport and about the coronavirus and uh, maybe we can get things back uh, back to normal or at least closer to it sooner closer than later it, right? you know so Absolutely. Hang, hang in there keep your social distance wash your hands and uh, I don't know you know <laughs> stay safe stay safe <laughs> absolutely right be well everybody stay safe and don't let your kids drive you crazy yeah that well i yeah i can't even say that to you because you're experienced you have not only you have your own kids but you got you got other people's kids you know and uh I... you know it's, it's it's no fair you're you you have the edge you have you have the edge there over most but uh but thank god what, for... of, of losing my sanity is that but, what you're saying well no no <laughs> of not of not but i'm kidding I'm you know kidding. no you're uh, right you're right i got I, some good kids out here so I, absolutely I, I think uh i think what's going to happen is you're going to see uh, a lot more respect from parents coming to you and all teachers um over this which uh might be uh a little overdue so anyway Thank hang you. in we appreciate that hang in there emily and i'll talk to you soon okay likewise all right take care that's uh the best boxing photographer emily harney 
giving us uh, her thoughts on uh, a lot of stuff, uh, specifically our uh, top three fights uh, that we were discussing today. Um, so next week, uh, we are going to uh, continue uh, discussing non-date-sensitive uh, stuff. Uh, if you've ever uh, watched this show before, we're in our 16th year. And, uh, uh, you know, we did a segment. We used to do a segment called Blast from the Past. And it was originally done. We did this show every day. And it was originally done uh, uh, during the Daily Show. And we had, uh, then we did it once a week, etc. And it was one of the favorite segments of the show where we, uh, it was an educational part. We would teach you about uh, a fighter from yesteryear. Um, sometimes they were former champions. Sometimes they weren't. Sometimes they were journeyman-type fighters. And uh, uh, Alex Papali, that was his baby. And uh, we have a, a lot of them uh, that we actually uh, run up on the Billy C. Boxing television channel. So if you haven't had a chance to watch that, uh, go to GinecoUSA.com and sign up and watch it through Roku or anything else. But if you have a smart TV, you can actually watch all of our shows from uh, on YouTube. We actually upload uh, the same show that all the television networks get. Uh, so you can watch uh, that up on uh, YouTube as well. So uh, hang in there. We will be back uh, uh, next week. So uh, uh, I'll leave you with this. Make sure you tune in next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.